Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning. You wake up and switch on the TV. It's yakking in the background while you go on with your morning routine. A news program's on, and you hear the presenter talking about spiders, city authorities, and invasion while you burn your toast. Huh? It sounds too sci-fi, and you don't pay it too much attention. They're probably talking about a new action movie. An hour later, you get into your car and switch on the radio. The reception is surprisingly weak, and you can only catch separate words. Spiders, caution, unprecedented, be careful, at home until… Oh, you start to feel nervous. What danger are they warning about? You're driving through your neighborhood, heading for the downtown. But just as you're about to turn onto the main road, your foot hits the brakes while your mind goes blank. The creature's huge! Eight thick, hairy legs, eight huge, spherical eyes arranged in two rows, several of them as big as footballs. Well, there's no denying it, the car-sized monster is a giant spider. Unfortunately, this discovery doesn't make your brain spring back into action. You're still rooted to the spot, watching the creature get closer and closer. You aren't particularly afraid of spiders, even used to have one as a child. That's why you know a lot about them. But dang, it wasn't this big. As if under a spell, you're staring at the spider's body. It's divided into two parts joined by a slim waist. You notice silk-spinning organs on its abdomen and can't help but wonder, is its web going to be as thick and strong as a nylon rope? The spider gets even closer, and you can see its two massive jaws with terrifying fangs. Ooh, they must be positively perfect for piercing prey. And that's a lot of peas. This last thought helps you snap out of your stupor. You frantically change gear and slowly back up, trying not to provoke the monster. As soon as the distance is safe enough, you somehow manage to make a U-turn and hit the gas. Your car tires are screeching, your heart's racing, and your palms are sweaty. Once back in the safety of your home, you start to calm down, but only a bit. You dash to the living room and switch on the TV. That's when you find out that it's not some super elaborate nightmare you're having. The big bug is the reality. The first creatures sneaked into the city during the night. Experts, scientists, and authorities have no idea where they've come from and why they're so giant. Right now, the whole city is paralyzed. You stare at cars abandoned right in the middle of the road and panicky people screaming and running for shelter. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Looks like an alien invasion sci-fi movie, you think. But wait, it is an invasion.
The picture changes. You see a colossal spider climbing one of the few skyscrapers in the business district. It reminds you of the time when your pet spider escaped from its terrarium and set off on a journey around the house. Your sister's screams are still ringing in your ears. Anyway, that accident made you curious. After searching the internet, you finally learned how come spiders could walk upside down and on vertical surfaces. The secret of their sticky success lies in thousands of tiny hairs at the tips of their legs. That's what helps the creature from the TV conquer the glass tower. Great, the power's out. Guess I'll just sit here and play on my phone until they turn it back on. Yeah, good luck with that. A person can go without food for a couple of weeks, water for a few days, air for mere minutes. But without electricity, it's hard to say. It all depends on where you live, what survival skills you have, and how much you depend on the conveniences of living on the grid. Like the supermarkets that store and sell your food, which they got thanks to factories that mass-produce it, or even farmers that grow it themselves. But let's see what would happen to humanity if electricity disappeared for, say, a year. <laughs> Let the games begin, just not on your smartphone. Day 1, late afternoon. There's a bit of charge left on the phone, but your mobile data isn't working. Nobody suspects that communication towers have shut down, which means no calls, not even emergencies. For now, all you know is the internet is gone. How long do you think you'd make it? Let me know down in the comments. You don't have any offline games either. Your phone is nothing more than an overpriced calculator now. Guess I'll go for a walk before the sun goes down. You head to your favorite cafe. Hey, why not grab a latte to pass the time? The barista cuts you off as soon as you walk in the door. Sorry, all our machines are down from the power outage. Okay, there goes that idea. You walk around aimlessly, still trying to catch a signal on your phone. You and everyone else standing around looking at their screens in confusion and frustration. You overhear a group of people talking about a nasty crash on a busy intersection. Oh yeah, traffic lights don't work now and the cars will soon go along with them once the gas in their tanks run out. It's not like you can fill up at stations. They, like the cafe, need electricity too. On that note, you decide you're better off heading back home. Evening. First things first, a nice hot shower to wash this crazy situation away. No tap. The toilet doesn't flush either. Yes, public services like plumbing, heating, and cooling go too. An outage like this is a lot more serious than just losing your lights, especially when it's prolonged. No TV, no PlayStation, no nothing. Man, why does anything fun have to be plugged in? Ugh, fine, I'll read a book. You start lighting some candles. You check outside the window to see if other homes have gotten their electricity back. It's the darkest you've ever seen the city. All you notice are dimly lit windows. Everyone else is lighting candles, too. You look up at the sky. Stars. Without streetlights and lit-up homes and businesses, the night sky looks breathtaking. Well, at least there's that. Day 365 Light appears. Well, that is, if the equipment at power stations is operational after a year without maintenance, it probably isn't. Once they fix things up and electricity is back, 
It'll take at least 10 years to fully restore the economy, infrastructure, and production. So, in a nutshell, we'd go back to living how we did before we ever had electricity. But now, I can only wonder… What happens if natural electricity disappears, like lightning? Around 50 to 100 lightning bolts strike the planet every single second. Our world needs lightning. Every time a bolt lights up the sky, it puts off ozone. That word sound familiar? Yep, there's a layer of it in the atmosphere that protects the Earth from harmful ultraviolet and cosmic radiation. New beginnings. Let's say some time has passed, whatever that means now, and electricity returns. What'll happen then? Boom! Big bang! The universe will be shocked into life. Electrons will return to their repelling, atoms and molecules will work again, but it'll take billions of years to get back to where we are now. Good thing this is all purely hypothetical, a little fantastical thanks to my wandering mind, and certainly not possible. So here we are. If you've ever complained about there not being enough hours in the day, well, you'll only get a quarter of that time now. Our whole planet has decided to try and relive its youth by spinning faster. We're now back to 6 hours in a day. That's less than we need for a good night's sleep and less than a typical work shift. But most importantly, how will we adjust? Will we survive? 6 hours breaks down to 2.5 hours for sleep, another 2.5 for work, and just 1 hour of chill time. If there is any, because we'll also have to shower, eat, and clean. Even the daily commute to work will be a huge waste of our precious time. Well, that won't change. Unless you work from home or live right by your office and the workplace is just a flight of stairs away. Those will be the lucky ones. The real problems start with the two and a half hours of sleep. We'll constantly feel tired, and those dark under-eye circles would become our species' new trademark. There won't be enough time to rest or reach REM sleep. That usually happens 90 minutes after we've fallen asleep, and it has five whole stages lasting 10 to 20 minutes each. If the buzzing sound of our alarm clocks interrupts that every day, we might lose the ability to dream. And two and a half hours to be productive, what a challenge! We'll have to squeeze our whole schedule into just 150 minutes and work fast. But that too will be impossible. Without enough sleep, we'll struggle to concentrate and remember things. So overall work performance will likely drop. I bet the coffee industry will thrive on these new 6-hour days. We'll be reaching for cup after cup to keep us productive on such little sleep. But we'll have to forget about lunch breaks, there's no time. If we could have one, it'd only last 8 minutes. Eh, on that note, let's talk meals. It won't be feasible to fit breakfast, lunch, and dinner into our 1-hour chill time. So we'll probably need to choose one of the three. We'll eat a full meal every 6 hours, which might be difficult, but not impossible to get used to. Our eating schedule will be breakfast on Monday, lunch on Tuesday, and dinner on Wednesday. Our weekends will only be 12 hours, so we'll have to make a tight schedule. Will it be a football game? What about the movies? Or running errands? You can only choose one of the three this time. Entertainment will be a luxury. Maybe the industry will collapse altogether. A movie will last as long as our sleep time. So for this to work, films will need to be cut short. The same goes for sporting events. And shopping? Stores will be open for just three to three and a half hours maximum a day. I'll bet they'll all be packed. We'll work around 50 hours every month. 
Sounds like a good deal at first, but remember, our traditional 30-day month is now down to a little over 7 days. And good luck remembering to change the date so often. But that's a minor inconvenience compared to the real problems we're about to encounter. Remember the emergency notification we got earlier? In real time, it'll take days to arrive, because we'll also have issues with our satellites. They orbit our planet at the same speed to match the Earth's rotation. That way, they can always be at the same position. If the Earth starts spinning faster, satellite communications will be interrupted. Aviation, banking, weather forecasting, TV, radio, GPS… They'll all be thrown out of whack unless we can readjust the satellites. But even more serious problems are on the way. Since the beginning of our existence, our internal clock has been on a 24-hour cycle. There will be a little less than 3 hours of nighttime and more than 3 hours of daytime. That's not enough sunlight for any living being to survive on Earth. For starters, plants will struggle to photosynthesize properly. Some of them will flourish, others will grow but they'll be weak and yellow, and the rest will cease to exist. That will affect the whole food chain. Remember learning about time, distance, and speed back in school? Here's a refresher. Speed equals distance divided by time. Let's take our time measure of zero. Uh-oh, it's on the bottom of that equation. Can you still hear your teacher saying, you can never ever divide by zero? It's like if you have no pieces of gum, yet all your friends are asking for some. Can't divide or distribute nothing. Fine. Then let's move that zero to another part of the equation so that the universe doesn't implode. Time is also distance over speed. So zero equals zero, right? Zero time, zero speed, zero distance. In other words, if you stop time, nothing would move. Yeah, just like in the movies. You can walk around and touch stuff as if it's frozen in midair. Oh no, my friend, not even close. When I say nothing moves, I mean nothing, nada, yet, zippo. There would be no light because photons, that is the most basic unit of light and, theoretically, the fastest moving objects in the entire universe, can't move either. Since the photons aren't moving and going into your eyes, you wouldn't be able to see anything at all. And that's just the beginning. Air wouldn't move either, since it's also made up of molecules. So say goodbye to breathing. Not that your blood needs that oxygen, because it wouldn't be pumping through your veins. With all molecules at a standstill, there'd be no heat either. So it's also about to get very cold. Basically, without time, you'd be blind, unable to breathe, and frozen solid. Sorry. Beyond Earth, the stopping of time would also mean the basic forces of the universe would also cease to be. You know, like gravity? Also, in Einstein's theory of relativity, space and time are interconnected and interdependent. So, without time, space can't exist. If you stop time, you stop everything as we know it. No universe, no nothing. Well, that was a letdown. Bummer. Fine, let's change the rules because the reality of the hypothetic is no fun in my book. Let's say I've been gifted a sort of supernatural pause button. The world around me just stops when I press it, but all that laws of physics stuff stays the way it is. The only catch, I can use it just once. One pause, one resume. Ooh, let's do this. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I first need to consider when I'm going to hit pause, right? I mean, if I temporarily stop time during rush hour on a holiday weekend, traffic is going to be impossible. 
If I do it in the middle of the night, nothing will be open and what fun is that? Hmm, how about, I don't know, 10.30 on a Tuesday morning, just before lunch. Everyone's at work, but all my favorite stores are still open. Sweet. Here we go. And stop. Whoa, neato. Look at all the people frozen in place. <laughs> I stopped everything just as that guy over there was tripping on the curb. That's gonna hurt when I start time back up later. Ah, I'm getting distracted. Okay, first things first. I'm loading up on ice cream and video games. I mean, what good is this time-stopping thing if I'm not able to indulge my inner kid for at least a week? Or three? Hey, yeah, still me. I finally beat that 200-hour fantasy RPG I never used to have time to play. I'm well-rested, but I've gone up two pant sizes. Now what? Hmm, time to hit the gym. How do I know how long I've been on the treadmill in this scenario? And eh, never mind, I'll just run laps, then hit the weights. Ah oh, man, I am gonna be so buff. When I unpause, I may just have to consider a new career as a professional bodybuilder. Hey, maybe that cutie that lives in the apartment across the hall will notice my ripped bod. Well, if I'm taking advantage of this time to get my body in shape, maybe I should work on my mind too. Instead of just watching reruns of my favorite sitcom at the gym, I'll listen to a few audiobooks. I'll check out some documentaries while I'm at it. Hit me up with your recommendations on what to watch and listen to down in the comments. I've got all the time in the world. <laughs> I'm starting to feel a little guilty about taking all those video games earlier. Maybe I should return them to the store before unpausing. Yeah, that'd be the right thing to do. I can't quite return the ice cream though. I'll leave some money on the counter. There, now my conscience can rest assured. No, hang on, I'll just lay this mattress here for when this poor guy finally hits the ground. There you go, buddy. Okay, I've gotten in shape, looking good, feeling fantastic, sworn off any more borrowing, if you know what I mean. Now what? I'd love to visit the zoo, but I can't imagine the monkeys will be much fun to watch when they're paused. So that's out. I would watch a ball game, but it's still 10.30 a.m. and everybody's paused. Wait, that's right, all the people are frozen in time. I've been maneuvering around them all this time and never even considered how my boss would look better if he finally got rid of that cheesy mustache of his. Ooh, let me pop into the barber shop and borrow this electric razor here. I know, I swore off borrowing. This is the last time, promise. Just my boss's mustache. And that's it. Oh, and a clown wig. Actually, that one isn't just for my boss. Clown wigs for everybody! <laughs>